Today on the newscast, Hezbollah threatens Israel with war over Jerusalem. Get all the breaking details coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've got some major Middle East news to get into today, so let's get started. Number one, yet another mysterious explosion in Iran, this time at a petrochemical factory in southern Iran. Now, one person reportedly killed, two injured. We don't know what Iran was developing at this factory, which again, uh, suffered this explosion today. What we do know is that number one, it is mysterious, and number two, it comes on the heels of a number of similar incidents over the past year alone at Iranian nuclear facilities. Uh, so-called petrochemical plants, ballistic missile factories. Now, Iran obviously points the finger at Israel for this apparent sabotage campaign that's been going on on Iranian soil over the past year. And remember, just the other day, we reported here on the newscast, folks, you can check it out in our archives. I believe it was Monday, May 24th, we saw an Iranian drone factory, a factory where the Iranian regime was producing these attack drones that they are using and that they are equipping their proxies with throughout the region, that factory went up in flames. And it came on the heels of Iran, number one, trying to fly a drone into Israel just last week that was shot down. And secondly, of course, supplying Hamas and Islamic Jihad, the Iranian proxies in Gaza, with attack drones to be used in that recent Gaza war. So again, another very interesting development. I called 2020, the summer of sabotage when it came to Iran because of the number of attacks against Iran's nuclear and ballistic missile facilities. We'll see what 2021 brings. It promises to be a long, hot summer, folks, to say the least. Second thing to mention real quick, I think it's very noteworthy that the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, IAEA for short, that's the UN's nuclear watchdog, He gave an interview that was published today in the Financial Times in which he said that the Iranian regime, the levels that Iran is developing or enriching uranium at, that 60% number, which is extremely, extremely high, is comparable only to nations that are developing nuclear weapons. Surprise, surprise. Does it surprise you that the Iranian regime's nuclear program is not for peaceful purposes? Me neither. Let's see what the IAEA and the UN do about it. Hey, the main thing we want to get into today, though, folks, is Jerusalem. Sheikh Hassan Nasrallah, the leader of Hezbollah, Iran's most lethal proxy, came out of hiding yesterday uh, for the first time since fighting between Israel and Hamas began on May 10th. Obviously, the ceasefire came late last week, but Nasrallah came out yesterday and he made his first public comments about it. He called it a great victory, no surprise for Hamas. He said this changes the equation in the region. And if you've been following us here on the newscast over the past few days, you know that Iran and Hamas are really kind of beating their chest and declaring victory. They see what happened in that latest Gaza war as a great advancement in their cause, and that cause is to destroy the state of Israel. Well, Sheikh Hassan Nasrallah agrees that his close allies in Hamas, his fellow Iranian proxy, uh, made a big dent in Israel's K-9 
capabilities and confidence, according to Nasrallah. Another key point that he made, he gave this speech to commemorate the 2000, 21 years ago, hard to believe, withdrawal of Israeli forces from southern Lebanon. And now we see the situation in southern Lebanon, which Hezbollah rules with an iron fist. That is their stronghold right at Israel's northern border. So Nasrallah's speech commemorated that. And also he said that he considers this the sword of Jerusalem, by the way, is what they're calling this recent Hamas campaign against Israel. Nasrallah appeared sickly when he gave this speech. He was coughing. He was speaking slowly. He did not look well, and he mentioned that he had been sick. That's something we will keep an eye on. He's 60 years old, is Sheikh Hassan Nasrallah. He's been the leader of Hezbollah for nearly three decades now. So we'll keep an eye on his health situation. Number one, the main takeaway, Jerusalem. Nasrallah said that if Israel, quote, violates Jerusalem, it will cause a regional war. All of the uh, radical forces in the region, Hezbollah, Hamas, the Houthis, Iran, and the rest, Iran's ring of fire, will wage war against Israel over Jerusalem. Folks, this is very telling. Over the past few weeks, since really right before the war between Israel and Hamas began on May 10th, we have seen the rhetoric ramped up about Jerusalem. All roads lead to Jerusalem, and we have now the Iranian regime, Iranian leaders, including the Supreme Leader Khamenei, the leader of Hezbollah, Sheikh Hassan Nasrallah, the leader of the Houthis, Hamas leader Ismail Haneya, political leader, just the other day, all talking about the centrality of Jerusalem in their jihad against Israel. It's a steady drumbeat of rhetoric about Jerusalem. Not only that, uh, Recep Erdogan, the Turkish president, he continues to talk about, quote, liberating Jerusalem and saving Jerusalem. He said just a few months ago, and I quote, Jerusalem is ours, meaning the Turkish-led Ottoman Empire, which he seeks to revive in the modern day. So all of these radical jihadi forces which are aligned together and which encircle Israel right now with that ring of fire that we've talked about so much here in the newscast, they covet Jerusalem. They want it. And they're saying they are willing to wage war over Israel's ancient and ancestral and eternal capital. This is a major development, I believe, folks. The eyes of the world in the days to come will be more and more turned towards Jerusalem. Everyone wants a piece of God's city. Some people have said, well, don't bring God into it when you talk about Jerusalem. Let me tell you, when you're talking Jerusalem, you can't leave God out of it. This is the city where God Almighty says he has written his name forever. He holds the deed to Jerusalem. And just speaking in terms of what the Bible says about it, we've quoted over the past few days, as the tensions over Jerusalem increase, including the Al-Aqsa Mosque and what's going on on top of the Temple and Mount, now Palestinian Authority Mahmoud Abbas, President Mahmoud Abbas says, as part of any lasting ceasefire, Jews should not be permitted to set foot on the Temple Mount altogether. And remember, this is where the first temple, Solomon's Temple, the second temple where Jesus taught once stood and the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant, God's divine presence once dwelt on the Temple Mount. But Abbas is saying he doesn't want Jews up there. So all of this is ratcheting up. Zechariah, 
chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, talks about Jerusalem becoming a burdensome stone, uh, that every nation that comes against it will be cut to pieces. Folks, we see this playing out in real time right now before our very eyes. We will continue to watch this very, very closely. The battle over Jerusalem is brewing right now. We just passed, obviously, the, let's see, the 54-year anniversary of the miraculous reunification of Jerusalem under Israeli control. And Jerusalem, I consider it my second home. And man, when I am there, it is an amazing place on many levels, obviously, but amazing in terms of the religious freedom there. Every faith worships freely in Jerusalem. That was not the case before 1967, to say the least. So very important that Israel maintains control over all of its ancestral, ancient, and eternal capital, Jerusalem. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, I'm sure we'll have much more to discuss because the Middle East never sleeps. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.